0: Listening to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day, so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch.
1: Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. And I'm your host, as usual, Tip Top Tim Fitch. And you'll see today, I'm welcome three of my colleagues who each represent a different region of, of our business There's brendan moraghan who uh is gonna we're gonna be talking about what we what's happening in ireland uh, over the past year and a little bit into the new year cameron foley who's going to be talking about the uk and last but not least ben pritchard who's going to cover what's happening in canada so as everyone's well practiced, I'll ask the usual warm-up question. So, Brendan, what did you have for breakfast this morning?
0: I'm the usual answer. I had a lovely bowl of flavons porridge mixed up with then and a sliced uh, banana on top, washed down with uh, an Americana. So, uh, always gets me going in the morning. I love it. Even have it the weekend. So, that's my usual response to the usual question.
1: Thanks, Brendan. So, Cameron.
2: I had a traditional UK breakfast of fine English breakfast tea from uh, my mug with my initial on it and a bowl of cornflakes with semi skin milk.
3: Shocking. Uh, ben,
1: let was do
3: please. Well, no, I haven't had any breakfast yet, so I had some uh, uh, technical issues. My garage door fell off. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll breakfast in the carrot. Yeah? I, I will have um, breakfast after this uh, and we'll see how I feel. I might um, push the boat out and scramble some eggs for uh, to spice things up for my day.
1: Okay well, I'm sure you all want to know what I had. I had some two fried eggs and a couple of rushes of streaky bacon with some toast. So that's the formalities over with now let's get into the meat and potatoes. So, Cameron, just give us an overview of what you think, what's been the good and the bad of 2020 as far as Invent concern? concerned.
2: For the UK, we have had uh, a busy uh, year so far. Our financial year ends in, in March. We're, we're three quarters of the way through uh, our year. And uh, I have to say, some of the the, the real highs uh, for me have been how well our team uh, have moved from working in the office uh, and moving across to to actually working from home. And during this time, I mean, it's been it's been very up and down for everyone. Uh, there's been highs uh, generally for for most people, but also some lows. So we've had lots of conversations with the team. Uh, this has been a, a great forum for everybody. So for those of you out there that, that don't know, we have a, a virtual breakfast every morning where the team just can come on with a cup of tea uh, and just generally talk through about anything that isn't work, just to check in. But uh, I have to say I've been really impressed with everybody, how they've, how they've pushed through uh, despite the... Uh, what's going on in the world, um, I've been really impressed with it. Um, the other thing that's that's held up reasonably well is, is the Wi-Fi. I know we all bash the Wi-Fi, but I have to say, generally, uh, my hat's off to, to the providers out there. Um, very good. Uh, although it seems to happen to me, it always goes down when I've got something really important to say. <laughs>
3: so, and that doesn't happen that often,
2: but it seems to happen that's every
3: time. We've got a button that just turns you off on I, <laughs> I did,
2: I did wonder, but um, yeah, and and our clients as well. We we've continued to to serve our, our clients through uh, through the last nine months, and again there's there's mixed uh, mixed success uh, with with our clients as well. Some of them have been going through a very difficult time. Uh, a lot of staff on furlough. Um, and we we have in the last uh, month or two seen some of those um, businesses start to to pick up again, particularly in in the the sector that we work in the most, which is construction. That's continued to work through uh, the pandemic uh, the last nine months, uh, and a lot of construction personnel have been uh, you know pushing forward, uh, going to work uh, and really contributing into the uh, the UK economy. So that's just a little snapshot of where we are in the UK, Tim.
1: Yeah, thanks that Cameron. I mean, I'll, I have to say I'll echo that we're very, uh, very impressed by the way that everyone's sort of been able to pivot the way they work. Um, from the, the tag end of March when uh, we went into the regional lockdown, really, really tremendous. So Brendan.
0: How about? Uh, uh, I'll pick up on, on where we're going in Ireland, but I'd, I'd just like to, to add a couple of points, actually, from what Cameron said. I, I think what really struck me during the course of the year is um, we talk in, the, in, the, in our business about the culture. and We talk with our clients about developing a meaningful culture. And what really struck me was, and it sounds a bit twee, but there was a real feeling of, of family where generally people are looking out for each other. Cameron refers to this virtual breakfast. But. During the course of the day, I'd be speaking to people and they'd be talking about phone calls they'd received from others, just generally looking out for each other. And that was excellent. And the other thing I think is typical of our team. And again, it it helps in our discussions with our clients. We've got people that are voracious to keep on learning. They're curious about new things. And there's been a good programme of both formal and informal uh, learning that's gone on during the course of the year. And I think that's to their credit and it's therefore makes us, better people in the eyes of, of our clients as well. In Ireland, as as you would expect, it's a, the culture in Ireland is very much about face-to-face and therefore, whilst we don't have a, a a team base in Ireland, we have associates that are working for us over there, a lot of the work at the moment is supported by our UK team. And so the, the lack of ability to travel has been difficult. We thought that that was going to be a big impediment this year, but I'm very pleased to say that we We've not only one work, but we've delivered work as well successfully over there. And one of the things that I think, as a team, we've been very successful in during the course of the year is embracing uh, modern technology. So we've been active in a number of number of podcasts and webinars around the globe, uh, but specifically in, in Ireland. And that seems to have been well received to the point that um, people come to us over there now, referring to us as experts in that. And it just shows that actually expertise is just knowing a little bit more than everyone else and going back to that learning it's always just making sure that you're keeping ahead of the curve a little bit so that you've got something meaningful to stake. Say so one other point and i touched on it in our uh, breakfast meeting this morning is we never underestimate the value of just conversation um we've built this business on the back of reputation and conversation and learning about people and i think that some of the conversations i've had during the course of the year have been quite meaningful. I think some of them have led to business, some of them will lead to business. But it's not all about business. It's also about just sharing experience and just making sure that we're we're helping each other through that. And I know some of the customers that I've been speaking with have certainly valued that. And equally, I've gained something from them. And then the final point, I think that um, we've had a big push on our social media this front, and that's really helped, particularly because of the. Uh, the distant nature physically. Uh, the fact that in the last month I think we've reported about 7.5 million impressions and we've got about 15,000 followers and that's so important now that we keep our brand and our message out there so that, that people know that we're always available whenever they need us.
1: That's a point well made Brendan. I think one of the things I'll before I bring Ben in is that we we have continued to uh, develop our internal capability and processes, and tweak things and innovate internally. Uh, partly is the natural development of the business, partly because we had no choice because you know, the, the restrictions that the epidemic has brought. So I spoke a few minutes ago around the the pivot we've made in. Terms of, well, as Brendan alluded to, we've done exactly the same uh, in. Marketing and sales. Yeah, yeah, Necessity is mother of invention. So everything now is uh, virtual, online, and remote. And it's something that is the exact opposite of, of our sort of philosophy before March, where we wanted to do everything face to face. So we had no choice we had to do that. So we've, we've learned something. We've got a new way of working. It doesn't mean that once the restrictions are lifted, that we will not go back in part to the, some of the older practices, which I think people were yearning for, the face-to-face. The, the, that I think it was the uh, biochemist called the serotonin that wafts around us all when we're face-to-face, that helps build trust and things like that. We'll go back to some of that, but we're not going to There's no totally turning back, is there, because we found a very efficient way of doing sales, marketing, delivery.
0: And Just before you bring Ben in, actually, there's a good point there that uh, at the beginning of the year, even before the pandemic had really hit, we developed a new digital and data strategy and we recognised we didn't have the expertise in-house. So we appointed specialist partners to assist us in implementing this. So we've now shoot cyber essential accreditation. So it means not only can we make the pivot you refer to, Tim, we can do that in a safe environment, both from our team's point of view and our clients point of view. So uh, part strategy, part uh, luck, I'd have to say, like all good things in life. No,
1: I echo that. We certainly, I don't know in pandemic as a systemic risk for the business, but of course the measures we've taken for other issues yeah. like floods and what have you uh and being able to work remotely which is one of the strands of our strategy paid off so you're right it was the right strategy but hadn't recognized this particular risk but it covered it anyway
3: yeah so i think um you know a lot of um uh the, the sort of the strengths and weaknesses of the year have been covered sort of already but i think it, it, in some ways um uh, there was a bigger emphasis on, on some of them in canada because it's just so far away um so not only do you have that sort of lack of ability to be face to face but you also have a, a up to eight hours time difference as well so um it just makes sort of scheduling that much more difficult it makes it very sort of difficult to 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 find an opportune time to to make some of these calls. Um, But I think, you know, like you were saying, Tim, it's given us a a real opportunity to uh, change the way and create new ways of engaging with people. Um, Some subtle, some more of a sledgehammer, um, but all of them sort of designed with sort of uh, a a reason in mind uh, and, and, and an approach and a journey for for our existing clients and uh, our prospects on how to uh, sort of get them to learn more about us learn more about shred and all the other things that we uh, have on offer and although you, you know for understandable reasons you know the first six months were very quiet um but things are starting to um uh, unlock there's uh Uh, sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, as it were, of uh, sort of what everyone is hoping is some sort of boom because construction will become so important to the economy Uh, because it's an easy way to fast sort of start everything, isn't it? You know, just being able to invest in infrastructure um, will become sort of incredibly important globally uh, over the next few years. So I think we as an industry um, like sort of us, uh, and we know it true, Uh, From what we've seen of our clients, a lot have taken this time to sort of look at themselves a little bit and see what can we do to come out of this stronger. How can we be more resilient and more able to uh, adapt to sort of future risks, future requirements, and be ready to go quick and go hard when sort of the economy opens up. Um, So, sort of you know, optimistically excited about what's to come as well. Um, Not just for us, but for sort of construction on uh, a wider. Uh, perspective.
1: No, I echo that. Uh, yeah. and just, I mean, just, I would just echo what you said about Canada. I mean, for us, it, we've learned how to deal with that territory remotely because we had no choice. and we had to go there since March. Uh, we've, I think the other thing that one of the positives if there's such a thing out of the whole epidemic is that the adoption this particular technology that we're using to record this podcast has been universal regardless of where the other person might be in any of the areas of the world that we're working it's been fairly easy to arrange a video call um since march whereas before it just wasn't an acceptable way in many places to do business. And I don't think that will wound back completely because I've, I've, you know, people recognize that it's an extremely efficient way of happy for an hour's meeting. It takes an hour and two minutes, you know, a little minute each, then to fire your machine up. But it's, it's so efficient. It really has been alluded to in Canada that the the first four or five months of the pandemic made it extremely difficult. I'll speak candidly about our own business. We, we focused um, on the UK because that's where most of our employees are uh, to make sure that that was going to survive, and it has done. Fortunately, we had a reasonable amount of work in Canada, but in terms of marketing, the focus was on the UK. We've now balanced ourselves up uh, and we've done a lot in the last probably three months in Canada to reinvigorate the the front end of that business and I'm pleased to say that we've got a new member of staff starting in uh, Canada on the 4th of January and he'll be guesting shortly thereafter, we'll introduce him to the world. But we've managed to, this is a staff member that we've never met. So the whole recruitment process has been done remotely, uh, which is a very strange thing. And it's the first for us, I'm sure people out there, you will have done the same thing if you needed new staff. But, uh, so we've got a new new person starting in uh, Canada the 4th of Jan, which is really exciting. Uh, and that will be the launch pad for that growth that we're optimistically expecting to. Been mentioned, so that's all good. Um, now, of course, we're re- just for everyone's benefit, we're recording this the day after the rollout of the COVID 19 vaccine started. this is the 9th of December. Of course, COVID is not the only issue we have in the UK because the other one is Brexit, and we're on the final uh. The final twists and turns of the negotiation—we either end up with some form of deal or we don't. That's going to—I think today's supposed to be the day, but no doubt it won't be. 9th you of know, December. Boris so is off
3: for dinner,
1: isn't he? He's gone for dinner. <laughs> I hope he's turning the charm knob up to eleven, and uh, that between them, that they can come up with something that both sides can live with. In these situations, it's. There's, there's, there's going to be no absolute winner. It's it's whether we can come up with a compromise that's a partial win for everybody. Yeah, I'm pushing wood as I say that. let hope it happens. So, however, next year is a new year. So we've got just to set the context that in the UK and I'm sure the rest of the world will follow suit soon. We're rolling out the vaccine. Let's hope that. If it doesn't completely get rid of the virus, we can learn to live with it without all of the restrictions we're currently living under. So what's the view around the table? On what 2021 is going to look and feel like for everybody.
0: Well, uh, well I'll, I'll kick off, I, I think. Um, as you speak to people, I, I think there is there are, obviously it's a, an emotional curve that people have been on. Uh, between denial and and disaster, frankly. But I think there is an emerging realisation that actually this is, and I think the term was used earlier probably by you, Ben, it's about, frankly, it's about the survivor of the fittest. And, you know, business like nature has a means of sorting out wheat from chaff, and the people I speak to fall into two camps. One is, is sort of the doom and gloom and the problem is out there. And others that are saying, right, well, this is now the opportunity. This is the chance for us to really push on, check the weaknesses in our our business and sort them out and really exploit the strengths. And I see, um, speaking on the client side of the industry, I can see that they are getting nervous about the lack of resilience within the supply chain. And I I just hope and pray that clients are actually going to now understand the true meaning of value. And that the supply side is going to reciprocate. By offering value because too many people I still don't think realize the value they bring. And when they stop to think about it, some of them realize they're not bringing any value. And therefore, I hope they will decide either to do something different. i.e., get out of the industry. Or do something within the industry that sets them apart from the competition. So they are responding to that emerging need from the the clients. Now, government, as we've seen during the course of this year, will back a proposition if it's meaningful. There are some organizations in this industry that have really stepped up and have been supported socially and financially for actually putting their money where their mouth is and being strong and brave and pushing forward. And I just hope that this year will be the year that people look back and say that was the start of a transformation in this industry where people can really make a difference if they're contributing a difference. So I'm actually quite confident. You know, I think the the conversations that I'm having now are very different to the conversations I had 12 months ago. I
3: think it's been... um... You know, 12 months where and it would be interesting whether this would have happened uh, if it wasn't sort of for the burning platform uh, that the pandemic created in many ways um, but you know yesterday the um, the construction playbook came out over the last couple of months there's been a, a lot of conversation about the value toolkit that the uh, innovation hub is developing there are lots of tools that are trying to create a framework and a language of value that is understood by all uh, and i think that's often where there's been an issue that like you say people just don't realize they do it understand they do it and understand how to talk about it how to sort of just really sort of put a, a figure or or a description on, on that value uh, and what that mean uh, what will be sort of what the industry is not very good at, generally speaking, with so many of these things, you know, Egan, lay them all of the reports over the years, there's been good, very big clients that have done it, but we're quite bad at seeing that actually it is applicable to all parts of the industry. We sort of try and make things too difficult at times to roll out. So it is only your, you know, T5s, Olympics and the stuff that truly grasp it, because everyone else thinks it's not for me, it's for the big boys. But hopefully, these new things can be about more than that this time round.
1: Thanks, Ben Cameron. Got any view
3: Yeah, I'm certainly a lot more optimistic
2: about 2021. Uh, I think that the way that our industry, our customers, ourselves, we've we've adapted, we've adopted new ways of working, new technology. Uh, I'd like to see that continuing. I think that will that will grow in, in many different directions. Um, we will continue to be resilient and we will continue to uh, provide services into our customers. Our customers will provide services into UK PLC uh, and around the globe. And with the vaccine uh, started, uh, certainly here in the UK, uh i think things will start to settle down uh and i'd like to see that uh, industry comes back with uh, with a bank
1: thanks for that Cameron. I mean, I, i'm well everyone knows what i'm like i'm uh, i'm pretty confident there's going to be the most massive boom next year and i think if you're in the office fit out market it's going to be a gold rush um There's pent up demand. There's need to reconfigure offices because there's going to be a new way of working. We're we're trying to work it out ourselves. What that's going to look like, the new the new normal. I mean, this is the this is the current normal, but uh, I don't think anyone thinks working from home is completely sustainable or desirable. So, what what how do we use offices and what have you? We've done podcasts on this already. Go and have a look at the Andy Allen one. But I'm very very positive both here. And Canada and Ireland I think it's going to be uh, great for construction. Construction gets knocked a lot uh, often justifiably but what it's great at on the macro level is creating jobs very fast. Uh, it's a great way to get the economy going and the other thing that it never really gets benefit from me it is brilliant for social mobility. Just look at me. Um, so on that note, now, ordinarily we do a, uh, I'd sort of close all this down and say, see you on the next podcast, but what we're going to, we're going to be joined uh, shortly by the rest of our team for some Christmas messages. So until then, I'll just say, see you on the Christmas message.
0: Okay, well, look to all my family, friends, associates and customers in Ireland. I would just like to say, Nolig, Hanna, Dio. Hey. Happy Christmas, everyone. Have a safe and happy holiday and good luck in 2021.
3: Nice. Happy, happy Christmas, Christmas from the Fitches in the UK. Happy Christmas. To everyone around the world, Natolik Lhawen, a Dinewida. Happy Christmas
2: from South London.
3: Happy holidays from East London. In Arabic, we say, Eid Milad Majid wa Hayat Saidi.
2: Uh, he is wishing everyone uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year
2: from London to Beirut to the world. Wish you many, many um, happy Christmas and Merry Christmas. That's in Marathi, how we wish
3: uh merry christmas
1: happy holidays and joyous noël from canada vancouver canada spreading all around the world hope you have a wonderful new year
2: merry christmas and happy new year from south london okay merry christmas everyone
0: uh in mandarin we say shendan Uh merry christmas and happy holidays for everyone all over the world from uh, toronto canada <laughs>
1: Uh, Merry Christmas everyone from the West family in Toronto, um, stay safe and uh, have a good New Year. Merry
2: Christmas everyone and happy Hogmanay to all friends, family, customers across the globe. Very uh, wishing you the best, best 20, 2021, okay?
0: Uh, Bye! 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 <laughs> Come to Invent for the highest R&D tech spread you can claim. We help construction businesses get back millions in tax credits every year. Contact us today for a free review. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.